All right, welcome to another Talking Sports Cast with Jay and Al. I'm Jay. I'm Al. And we are going to start today's podcast by giving you an AFC, NFC, NFL Conference Championship Weekend Recap, which saw the San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback situation turn into an emergency room. Uh, we'll get we'll get into that in just a minute. As you were watching that game, very deceiving on the scoreboard, Al. The Eagles went on yep. to win 31-7 to in a game that I would say was far from dominant. Would you say that's fair? That's given, fair. Given the situation. Um, basically, Brock Purdy was 2-for-2 two for, two for 18 yards uh, before he got hit on the arm. I can't remember which player got to him. Uh, actually, arm never I came. I think it was Reddick. Might have been. Hassan Reddick, yeah, I think he got him in the arm. Might have been. I'm trying to remember, but... Uh, just Sue, a, got, Sue got the other guy. Sue got Johnson. Johnson yep, on that concussion. Who was concussed a yep. little bit later in the game. We'll get to that in a minute. But Brock Purdy suffers this fluke UCL injury, um, which during the game was really, really hard to tell. He stayed on the sideline. He had that elbow wrapped for a little while. But the arm never came forward. That was a fumble. Yep. Kind of gave Philadelphia a chance to really uh, get up on him. And then you knew San Fran was kind of in trouble. Out comes Johnson. He's the fourth-string quarterback, which it's remarkable how far the team got, um, considering you know Trey Lance was going to be their guy. Uh, he breaks that foot. He he required two surgeries. Garoppolo was the ankle, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Brock Purdy coming in. What did he go like? Twelve and one, eleven and one, yeah, or something like that. He was killing it. Yeah, he was killing it. We were anointing him the uh, the next Tom Brady, if you will. <laughs> uh, no disrespect, not suggesting he was going to go to ten Super Bowls or whatever it is, oh. but. Kid played great considering he was mystery relevant. Uh, they had that in common. But now he gets his fluke, uh, fluke UCL strain, they were calling it during the game. Uh, fast forward to the uh, end of the night, going into the next day, Monday and Tuesday. Brock was, you know, original diagnosis was he was going to be out for about six months, uh, but he was getting a second opinion on whether or not he was going to need surgery. Winds up being freaking Tommy John. Now this yeah. poor bastard is going to be gone for the entirety of next season. He's only the third quarterback, I believe, maybe the fourth quarterback, to suffer a UCL injury that would require Tommy John. Uh, Jake DeLome was one of them. Mm -hmm. Carson Palmer. I might be missing one, but this is a very rare injury for NFL quarterbacks. We see it in baseball all the time. There's a couple differences here, and uh, you know it's going to be really, really tough to predict what the future of Brock Purdy looks like and, and we'll get into that in a few minutes, but yeah. the game itself, it wasn't a very sexy game. Um, no. Jalen Hurts passing line, man. He was 15 of 25 for 120 yards. That's a 72.2 rating. Uh, the Eagles, 44 rush attempts for 148 yards in the four touchdowns. Yep. You could argue that that was, that's not even that stellar on the ground. If you break that down from an average standpoint, they just capitalized obviously, when they were in the scoring opportunities. And the 49ers, of course, three turnovers. They were all fumbles. That major headline, obviously, is going to be Brock Purdy needing that Tommy John surgery. And as we sit here, what does this look like for a guy like Brock Purdy? Because the difference between NFL quarterbacks and Major League Baseball pitchers, baseball pitcher takes to the mound, same distance between he and the catcher, Mm -hmm. and he can mix up speeds and he can change location. And he football, can, you can't do that. Football, you can't do yeah. that. So, you know, if you got to get a ball zipping in there on a slant route, what's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. How far down the field can he go? And how long 
can you really expect before he actually does come back? And if he does come back, is he going to be the same Brock Purdy that we've just enjoyed over the last three months? So that's the thing with UCL injuries, because Josh Allen is suffering a UCL injury right now, which is not as significant as Brock Purdy's. Um, They just told Josh Allen to rest the arm. Um, So hopefully that's all that needs to be done. But with Brock Purdy, he's only 22 years old. um, So he does have a lot of football ahead of him. Um, it's kind of tragic because you and I were discussing that he could be the next starter somewhere in the league. I think he can still be a starter somewhere. I thought I he think. earned it in San yeah. Francisco, to be quite honest. You've with seen you. enough with him that yeah. you, sh- you should be able to give him a starting contract if the arm heals properly and he's able to still throw the ball. Um, that's the key. Right. Is he going to be able to throw the ball, zip it when he needs to, loft it when he needs to? Um, but I think we've seen enough of Brock Purdy where he should be a starter when he's healthy. Yeah, and it's a it's an interesting conundrum that he's faced with here because, you know, unlike Carson Palmer and Jake DeLome, you know, they were in the tail end of their career. It was kind of wear and tear down the road, and you could say, yeah, it kind of brought them to an end, but when it did bring them to an end, they had several seasons under their belt already at that point. I mean, Carson Palmer had the Bengals relevant mm-hmm. uh, for a little while there. Um I don't know. Tough. I feel bad for the kid, and yeah. it just adds to the confusion uh, of the quarterback carousel that's going to be coming up this offseason. I think you're going to see some moves before the draft, obviously. Um, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers at nauseum, yep. um, and I've got more opinions on Aaron. We'll save that for you know the next week or so yep. as we do. The, if you haven't figured out, folks, we do this show weekly. Um, but, yeah, it's going to make things interesting in San Francisco. I mean, is Trey Lance going to be the Trey Lance that they think they had? Obviously, they decided in the beginning of the season this was going to be their guy. Injuries dictated otherwise. Jimmy Garoppolo during the NFC Championship game, nothing but smiles on the sideline while his 49ers are getting their asses kicked. Um, so I don't even know if Garoppolo is going to be back there. I was going to bring that up, yeah. We, we could see what that's going to look like. But, uh, yeah, definitely interesting variables there in San Francisco. I, I don't think – I've been watching football for a long time, dude. I don't think I've ever seen a team – basically run through four quarterbacks because Johnson got concussed there yeah. and he got knocked out of the game. Um, I've never seen it in my 33 years on the earth. No, and you're sitting there looking at Kyle Husechek and Christian McCaffrey going over the plays in case they had to come in. And I knew the severity of Purdy's injury was worse when he did come back into the game, throw. which I think was a decoy. Yeah. And to your point, he couldn't throw. We had a third and 12 play, third and 13, Got something like, like that. Yeah, like a four-yard run or something and he, like that. And he ran a draw to McCaffrey, and then he did throw two checkdown passes. Um, I will say this. There was people on social media, and God, you, I, social media is a love-hate thing for me mm-hmm. because it just makes people brave. Um, and, of course, they go right to negativity a lot of times because they're feeling tough, I guess. But there was people criticizing Brock saying he was soft, saying he quit on his team. How could you? How could you? How could you? Anthony was saying that. Now he needs Tommy John surgery, smartass. Um, yeah. It's easy to say that with your armchair quarterback and you're eating your tortilla chips and drinking a beer. Let me see you go do it when your elbow's basically hanging by a string, yeah. if even that. So it's not that he didn't want to play. Uh, he couldn't. And there's a big difference there. I just It makes me nuts when fans want to critique a guy's toughness. I mean, he he did everything I needed to see from a quarterback. Yeah, you know, definitely did. Yeah, and he got you there. And yep. uh, you you wouldn't in your wildest dreams back in October place a money bet on this guy getting you to the NFC Championship. And truthfully, if he doesn't get hurt, 
thought they had a, a legit chance, even though I picked the Eagles in the yeah. game. I thought they had a legit chance. Um, that being said, let's switch gears. AFC Championship Ooh. game. Highly entertaining. Yep. Um, good game, good game. Burrow came in 3-0 and against Mahomes in their, in their head-to-head. Mahomes finally got his uh, redemption. They get the big win there. Um, bad penalty call, too. Or bad play on the defensive end, I should say, on the yeah. Bengals on that Mahomes. Yeah, run, situational we'll awareness. Um, guys trying to make a play. Mahomes obviously wasn't moving very much during that game. He moved just enough, and he saved his best scamper for right at the end, which yeah. I guess if you're going to grit your teeth and put it all on the line, that's the time. Did the penalty make that field goal a hell of a lot easier? Of course, of course it, it did. did. You're talking a 45-yarder versus 60-yarder mm-hmm. in, what, five-degree temperatures? Yep. I don't think he would have had enough leg from 60. Chiefs are out of timeouts at that point. You've got two options. You could try to run something quick. But if you're the Bengals, you're going to play that exterior prevent defense, keep yep. everything in the middle. There's no way in hell they're going to run a play in eight seconds, get up to the line and clock no. the ball. So decision would have had to be made there by Andy Reid. Do I take a Hail Mary? Do I run Butker onto the field for a 60-yard bomb? What are we doing here? Um, well, we were, they were the game was still tied at that point, so it would have been no harm, no foul. It, it would have been. 2020. Yeah. So if he would have missed a field goal, it would have just went into overtime. Yeah. So, Honestly, I think Reed would have taken the field goal if it wasn't Osai, you know, hitting Mahomes out of bounds. I didn't like Pratt's reaction going to the locker room after that because um, he basically blasted his teammate. Why would you touch the quarterback there? And then he ended up apologizing afterwards. But you can't treat a teammate like that. He, yeah. he, he was crying on the sideline. He knew he screwed up. It's an emotional yeah, game. Yeah, he knew he screwed and, uh... up and, you know – move on good leadership showed up though because there was so many Bengals players that you know went to his defense consoled him on the sideline and then spoke to the media about it's a team game and we lost and uh you know burrow burrow wasn't exactly razor sharp and you know i i love i love joe burrow he goes 26 of 41 for 270 yards he had the touchdown but he had the two picks Mm -hmm. uh the chiefs were getting pressure to him he was sacked five times Joe Mixon, almost non-existent, four carries for 30 yards, three catches for 15. Um, And Joe Mixon's in some legal trouble right now if you've been sleeping under a rock. So his tenure with the Bengals could be over um, if this is one of those. Again, he's got to be – you're innocent until proven guilty, but this shit's not looking too good for him. Uh, Jamar Chase held relatively in check, six catches for 65 yards. T. Higgins, he had six for 83, had the touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, Beautiful catch, though. Beautiful catch. But yeah, Burrow was a little bit off. There was definitely some pressure there. I think the Chiefs getting getting that pass rush on him really kind of screwed up his evening. Um, And of course, Patrick Mahomes just did what Patrick Mahomes does. Um, That touchdown to MVS, he threaded the needle. Yeah. And he, again, moved just enough. He had to step up in the pocket there a little bit. I think the Bengals actually had a good defensive read on that play. They hold him to a field goal there. And Cincinnati still has the lead. Um, So it's just one of those things. Uh, Cincinnati will bounce back. They will recover. Um, No matter what goes on with Joe Mixon, I mean, Samaj Perine is a good is a good alternative. Mm -hmm. He proved that all year. And uh, we had a little speculation Thursday night at bowling. Again, we're playing armchair quarterback. So listen to me criticizing people. But wondering when in the Joe Mixon timeline, this incident occurred because if you paid attention he actually didn't start the game p ride did mm. so was mixon already sort of in hot water 
I mean, he got seven touches, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, for um, Mixon, that's yeah, unusual. In a game that was close and, and hard fought the entire time. So what that leaves us, that leaves us with the Chiefs versus the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid taking on his old team. Yes. He's actually gotten both teams. From, you know, He's the first coach to ever do it, correct? Get an AFC and an NFC, NFC team to the championship, to the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, Andy Reid. I don't want to say he's underrated, but I think as far as great coaches go, he tends to fly under the radar a little bit. Um, I think he likes it that way. I think he does, too. He doesn't want a lot of attention. This game is about as even as it can get. Oh, evenly matched. Yep. You know I play on FanDuel. Um, As of right now, the money line odds, the Chiefs are getting plus 104. This was last night when Mm -hmm. I was checking it. Eagles minus 122. So the Eagles, the slight favorite right now. I got an opinion on that in just a minute. The point spread, Chiefs are getting one and a half. I mean, that could change. Eagles giving up one and a half. Same uh, odds, minus 110. You're over under, over 50 and a half. That's a minus 108. Under 50 and a half, minus 112. Basically, the odds makers have no goddamn clue. Uh, (laughs) That's basically what that tells me. They basically threw numbers out there and pulled them out of hat, it seems. Who do you like to win this game? (sighs) To be honest with you, man, I I think it's the Eagles here. Um, I think Serrani, or yeah, Serini, Serrani, Serrani, yeah, yeah. Serrani. He's from uh, New York, actually, um, Jamestown. Okay, so he's not local, but he's, oh, he's from Chautauqua County. Chautauqua that's, County. That's what yeah. that is. Um, Stick that in your Chautauqua. I like the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles. I mean, I know the 49ers lost a lot of quarterbacks. Basically, played with a makeshift offense. The rest of that game, but I yeah. got the Eagles winning this game. I you know got it's a score. You I got, got the score. score. I think it's gonna. I told Ashley and Jackson yesterday. I think it's gonna be Eagles thirty-one, Ooh. Chiefs twenty-eight. I'm about to break some hearts then, because the most complete team. I hate to say it, and I got to stick to my guns because you and I were talking off the microphone, and I said whoever wins the Chiefs Bengals game is winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, that you did say that. So yes. I got to stick to my guns. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the more complete team. I, I Jalen Hurts much progression this year. You cannot out gunsling Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I just don't see it. Um, you know, the Chiefs defense, no slouch. Uh, they've got some good stuff over there with Steve Spagnola, and they are bringing heat. They they bring pressure. So Hurts, is, I think, is going to need his legs, number yep. one. But number two, if Mahomes is sitting here chucking it for over 300 yards and Travis Kelsey's having a field day, you can't just rely on the run. You can't become one-dimensional. Patrick Mahomes has been here before. Yep. The lights aren't going to be too bright. And I think if he wins this one, this will put him in the conversation to possibly win three or four or five Super Bowls, possibly. He certainly could. You he know. could. It all depends. This is third year and four, third time in four years that they've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's won one already. It's Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. In the AFC, in my opinion, right now, they've both been the Super Bowls before Allen. You can't put Allen before those two. No way. Um, but Holmes, Mahomes, yeah. It, like Burrow you said. gets put ahead of Allen. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah Mahomes, is. Burrow, and Allen. Uh, yeah, you're right. If Mahomes throws for 300-plus yards and Kelsey has 14 catches in the first half for mm-hmm. 150. Then... Well, uh, you know, I sat here and I thought about it last night because I was going to make my bold predictions. I like the Chiefs 30-17. to 17. 
Um, Ooh, I you think, think it's going to be a blowout. Well, yeah, double digit loss. I, I think mean, it's going to yeah. be a double digit loss. I think Mahomes is going to throw for over 290. He's going to have three touchdowns. I think Travis Kelsey is going to get his. He's going to have 10 plus receptions. He's definitely going to get a touchdown, and he's going to go over 100. Yeah. You know, the scary thing is, uh, and again, being a Packer fan, I'm a little bit bitter. MVS, he showed up and he showed out the other night. Yeah. So now there's another target that you know Patrick Mahomes can kind of count on, I and he made trust, some he yeah. made some big catches, and he and he stretched the field. So I just think there's too many weapons in Kansas City. I think there's too much experience with Kansas City. Mahomes has time now, that high ankle sprain. I mean, you could say it was irrelevant in the AFC Championship game. I don't agree with that. He was limited a little bit. Yeah, he was limited um, a little bit. But, but, hey, tough as hell. If you if you didn't think Patrick Mahomes was tough, you, you, you've been you living saw under a rock. You, yeah, you, or you're not watching football you, that I've been watching. You saw it because he was he, grimacing on a few plays. I mean, look at that game against Jacksonville. He duped it out. I yeah. mean, he toughed it out, and he led his team to the championship game. Yep. And, and now he led them to the Super Bowl. So. And, again, to, to Andy Reid's credit, Chad Henney did have to come in there for one series, play. and he goes 98 yards, yeah. yards down the field, and he scores. So, to me, Kansas City is the more complete team. Yep. Uh, Pacheco is starting to run the ball like people owe Dude, him money. Beast. I mean, he's he's putting his head down, and he's he's getting three, four extra yards after contact. That's Running a big deal. People. That's a big deal. And, uh, yeah, it, I just – Philadelphia is going to have to bust out every trick in the book if mm-hmm. they're going to pull. What Very I special. Again, to me, I know Philly seems to be the favorite right now, albeit not by much. To me – Philly winning would be in more of an upset than Kansas City winning. And that's that's just to me. And that's what I've got for the Super Bowl. Before we take a break, did you watch any of the Pro Bowl skills crap? I, I saw some highlights of it. I guess they had like a catching competition. With some water balloons, too. Yeah, with some water balloons. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to be you. honest with you. The Pro Bowl and all that doesn't. I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. They're playing flag football, and you could argue that they have been forever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, and I get it, and I get it. But I don't know. I think they need to change something because, obviously, if you're playing in the Super Bowl, you probably got some guys that are all pros, pro bowlers, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nobody going to the Super Bowl wants to take time away from practice or go participate in this event. Um, So. I don't know. I wish the NFL and the NFL's always done it this way, and it's always the week before the Super Bowl. I mean, they're playing today, and quite frankly, I don't give a crap. I'm going new new clothes shopping for some dress pants and stuff. Yes. That's that's gonna be my day. Um, <laughs> and taking the wife out to like lunch or late dinner, or early dinner, I should say. I'm not sure yet, folks. Um, Albert and I, we're gonna take a quick break. Then we're gonna come back. We got to talk about some significant things that are about to happen in the NBA. As we sit here, LeBron James is 36 points away from tying Kareem Abdul Jabbar's all time scoring title. This is the Talking Sports Cast with Jay and Al. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Talking Sports Cast with Jay and Al. So the NBA obviously getting close to the quote unquote halfway point, which during, you know, as far as schedule goes, it's a little more than halfway. But the all-star break uh, is upon us. And LeBron James is getting ready to do what I think a lot of people thought he was going to do. He's going to make history here. He's within 36 points of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. He put up 27 points in last night's loss to the Pelicans. Uh He's doing some impressive things. He's played 43 games so far this year. Uh, This is his 20th season in the NBA. He's averaging 30 a game through the 43 he's played. And this would stand right now 
as his third highest scoring rate in his 20-year career. So he's aging like fine wine. He's just getting a little bit better. Yes. Um, and he is on track to break the record in 100 or fewer, 100 plus fewer games than it took Jabbar. Jabbar did it in 1,560 games. And if everything comes to fruition, right now LeBron James has played in 1,409. So I believe if he does it on Thursday night, that would put him at 1,412 or something like that. So pretty significant gap there. Mm -hmm. um, also in an era when players take rests, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that. As of right now, the scoring record stands at an incredible 38,387 points. He's anticipated, as we say, to break that record Thursday night versus the Milwaukee Bucks. As yep. far as LeBron James's resume is concerned, he has four NBA titles, 2012 with the Miami Heat, 2013 with the Miami Heat, the most special one, in my opinion, 2016, when he went back to Cleveland and gave them a mm -hmm. title. And then, of course, the 2020 Lakers championship in the COVID-shorted bubble season. He has played in a grand total of 10 NBA finals. So he's obviously lost six of them. He lost in 07 to the Spurs. He lost in 2011 to my Dallas Mavericks. He lost to the Spurs again in 2014. And then the Warriors got the best of him in 2015, yep. 2017, and 2018. But he has been in the NBA Finals now eight consecutive years. Is LeBron James the GOAT or at least in the conversation? Albert. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, he is. But I is he the uh, goat? And I'm going to tell you no, and I'm going to tell you why. Really, I'm going to tell you no too because <laughs> honestly, Jordan won two straight th or two times. He's won three straight championships, and he took two years it, off in between to play two, some baseball. <laughs> but I'm wondering, with everything that was going on with the you know the Michael Jordan documentary with the GM and the team's turmoil, I'm wondering if that's why he went away from baseball or went away from basketball for a couple of years. My point is he's won two, three straight championships. Mm. If he stayed in basketball, I think he wins seven straight championships or eight straight championships. You could definitely argue for eight. So this is the Jordan uh, resume. Uh, he's got six rings, yep. undefeated. He went to six finals. He won every single one. 91, 92, 93, 96, 97, and 98. Did it all with one team, the Chicago Bulls. So as we say, six for six in his NBA finals. Mm -hmm. um, career average, 38.3 minutes a game, 30.1 points, 6.2 rebounds, 5.3 assists, and 2.3 steals. He only played in 1,072 regular season games. He's a 14-time All-Star, three-time All-Star MVP. He averaged 33.4 points a game in the playoffs. He is your 10-time NBA scoring champion. Six-time Finals MVP, five-time League MVP, and a nine-time All-Defensive First Team player, a bona fide Hall of Famer. Guy was a beast. And not to mention one of the most, if not the most, polarizing basketball players to ever lace him up. The Jordan brand is worth more right now than it was when he was a player. Mm -hmm. And we all know his time on the 1992 U.S. Olympic Dream Team where he basically captivated the globe. Now, not trying to steal LeBron's thunder, the other guy that pops up 
in the GOAT conversation is Mr. Kobe Bryant, the late great Ooh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, man. Five rings in seven finals appearances. So he's five and two in the NBA finals. Again, all with the LA Lakers. Yep. He had a three-peat from 2000, 2001, 2002, and then he had a two-peat in 2009 and 2010. He lost in 2004 to the Pistons, and he lost in 2008 to the Celtics. Career average, 25 points a game, 5.2 rebounds, 4.7 assists. He is an 18-time NBA All-Star and a one-time, uh, one MVP, one league MVP, and two finals MVPs. He played in 1,346 regular season games. Now, listen, we're building a Mount Rushmore here. Yeah. LeBron James is definitely on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, for what he is still doing, and let's not take away anything from Michael. Michael played the last two seasons with the Washington Wizards. He yep. was an older Michael Jordan. He was still putting up 20 a game as an older Michael Jordan on a team that, quite frankly, wasn't very good. No. Um, so, you know, that was a tough way to see Jordan end his career. But to your point previously, and if you've watched The Last Dance, there was a lot of turmoil That's there. That's what it was called, um, Last Dance, yeah. You know, with the with the Bulls management there. Uh, what was his name? Jerry Krause. Yep. Uh, Jerry Krause and Michael. There was definitely a rift there. Krause kind of wanted to do things his way. And I think egos got in the way. The Chicago Bulls, I always think that those 90s Bulls, could have been very comparable to Bill Russell's 1960s Celtics. Mm -hmm. If management didn't have egos, players didn't have egos, et cetera, et cetera. If you haven't watched Last Dance and you're a basketball fan, where the hell have you been? Um, and if you if you want to see it, go see it. It's still very much available. Was it Hulu? Netflix? Yeah. Netflix. Netflix. Netflix, yeah. yeah. So for me, Michael Jordan is still the GOAT um, as far as – and again, we're splitting hairs here, but if you look at the resume, I mean, LeBron James, 10 NBA finals, impressive, won eight in a row, but he's won four of them. Means lost he's lost six. more than he's won. He actually has a losing record in the finals. I believe it was 23 wins, 33 losses in final series. I looked that up last night. Um, Kobe and Michael, they were obviously above 500 oh, when it absolutely. came to that. I mean, the Bulls used to spank people. And then, of course, they had the 72-10 and 10 season, yeah. um, which was 1998, I do believe. Yeah, that year was. And, uh, hey, to give Michael Jordan credit, somehow he was able to rein in Dennis Rodman, <laughs> which is quite impressive. And, uh, oh, here comes a dog saying hello. Um, so, you know, again, with, with that era, the 90s era, it was a little more physical than it is now. Hand-checking was allowed. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, bad boys, late 80s, early yeah. 90s. Like, if you tried to take it to the rack, you might have gotten murdered. So there's that. Um, yeah, it, it's – to me, Jordan is still my GOAT. Um, and, again, that's not to take anything away from LeBron James. I rank them Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, in that order. In oh, that yeah, order. it's definitely Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Yeah. Um, I, I, like you said, LeBron James, you know, lost six finals, won four of them, went to ten. You said it's been eight straight finals. That's pretty ridiculous if you think about it's, it. It's very – it's incredible. It's incredible. And, you know, again, we, we, we you could play what if with Michael Jordan. If he doesn't go play baseball, do what the, happens do the Bulls years? go to eight in a row? Do they win eight in a row? I think if that happens, this conversation isn't even happening. Oh, it's over. Eight in a row would be incredible. But uh, that would put him up in Bill Russell territory. Right the way there. Jordan was able to take over games, and you know, I can remember it. He used to give rest in peace, Nani. He used to give her ulcers. She used to sit there. <laughs> she used to love watching her New York Knicks, and he just he he rained hell down on them. 
year in and year out. And, and Reggie Miller. Anytime you think you got close, he said no. <laughs> um, so it was really very difficult. Uh, it's difficult for me to rank anybody above Jordan, who I think is just the ultimate soul snatcher when there's hardware on the line. And he did it on both ends of the court, obviously a nine-time all-NBA defensive first-team player. So he D'd you up. Same with Kobe. Kobe wanted to D you up too. Kobe wasn't shy, especially as his career progressed, about d up the best guy on the other team. Um, and Kobe's work ethic, I think, was second to none. Oh, yeah. Um, Dude was on the court after practice, before practice. Yeah. On the court when he wasn't practicing. And again, splitting hairs uh, with this. But that's why I have to give the nod to Jordan. He's absolutely undefeated. When the playoffs rolled around, he took his scoring average up an additional three points a game. Um, There was games, I mean, he was incredible. Yeah, he was a phenomenal player. Air Jordan, um, and he, he could get. Obviously, when you're averaging that many points, you're you're getting yours. Yep. You're getting yours. And his mid-range game, his mid-range game was really good. And uh he hit quite a few game-winning shots as well. Against um, the Jazz that one year. Does LeBron wanting to go to the basically Miami Heat super team that they sort of had there um when they were winning in 2012 and 2013, did that hurt him to go play with guys like Dwayne Wade and Chris uh, Chris Bosch? Because Dwayne Wade some people have him on all-time great lists. Like Dwayne Wade was a really good player. Really, really good player. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, does that hurt LeBron's resume? I want to give my opinion on that. Honestly, when he made that decision was what it was called, I thought he was coming to the New York Knicks because ah. he did it in the backyard of New York. So I thought he was coming to the Knicks. And then when he said he was taking his talents to South Beach, I was like, why did you have to do this in New York at the Boys and Girls Club? Why couldn't you, you know, you know, just stay in Cleveland? Does that – does he have – is he in this conversation, though, if he didn't go to the Heat? Because he won't have titles. He won't have those three titles if he stays with Cleveland. Well, he, had, he got two with Miami, and he played in three, right, with yeah, Miami? He lost, um, yeah, he lost to uh, the Mavericks Yep, the one year. Yep, yep, yep. And that was a uh, – that was the one game where I think the Mavericks came back from down 15 with like three minutes to go. Again, All I know is I was at Hooligans that I, night. Yeah, again, yeah. I'm getting old and my memory's <laughs> not, but I'm, that was, you know, those were good battles. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, they squared off against the Mavericks in two consecutive seasons for the championship. Mm-hmm. I, they got us once and we got them once. Um, yeah, I, again, he's incredible. He's incredible. And to do it, you know, still at his age is is phenomenal and he's he's going to be the scoring champion of all time which is a record that who's gonna touch it Uh, not many people in the nba right now that can touch who's gonna touch it no he doesn't stay healthy you know and steph curry for as great of a shooter as he is he's starting to have some nagging injuries showing up and uh he had a little scare the other night um you know that being said you know we're talking about goats we're talking about the dream team talking about legends, try your best to give me your all-time roster. And this is tough. Like, if you had to put 15 dudes together right now, past and present, three from each position, so three point guards, three shooting guards, three small forwards, three power forwards, and three centers, who you got? All right. So I took some notes here because this is – can't do this off the top of the head. This was tough. Yeah, I had to do some notes here. For shooting guards, I have Jordan, Wade, and Brian. 
Okay. Uh, for power forwards, I have Duncan, Malone, Barkley, and Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. Um, for point guards, I have Johnson, Paul, Stockton, and I added a fourth there, Jason Kidd. Johnson is a Magic Johnson. Ma- Magic Johnson, yep. 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 Uh, small forwards, uh, James, Bird, Durant, and Pippen. Okay. Um, Pippen, an underrated player, too, in his time with the Bulls. Underrated. Um, centers, Neil O'Neal, yep. uh, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I added Hakeem Olajuwon in there as the fourth player. That's fair. Yep, I'm going to give you my starting lineup, though, out of those Oh, players. you don't even have to because it's impossible because I would mix it up every night. Don't even try. So, <laughs> he, as you guys, he didn't listen all the way. We said three from each position. He gave, us, he gave us four, five in some of the positions, which is fine <laughs> because this was really hard to yeah. do. Um, so, I'm sitting here, and basically, if somebody said, okay, Jason North, we're playing NBA 2K, you could put your fantasy roster together – this is the team you think you could dominate. My point guards in no particular order. Well, maybe. Magic Johnson, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic. My shooting guards would be Michael, Kobe, and Allen Iverson. Oh, yes. Yeah. My small forwards are LeBron, Larry Bird, and Kevin Durant. Healthy Kevin Durant. Oklahoma mm-hmm. City Kevin Durant. Power forwards, I got Timothy Duncan, Mr. Fundamental, Kevin Garnett, and Dirk Nowitzki. My centers, I've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, and Bill Russell. Again, I was only trying to pick three. Yeah, from, three of those. Yeah, I mean, you could sit here. You could bring up Olajuwon. You could bring up Ewing. You could bring up David Robinson. Just at the center position yep. alone. You know, this was really tough to do. I mean, Elgin Baylor's not on my list. Dr. J's not on my list. And, you know, these are some guys who were revolutionary to the game of basketball. But I'm sitting here trying to, you know, throw a little sprinkle of the past and the present in here. Magic Johnson. This is where I first fell in love with basketball back in like 1988. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, six foot nine, this, the little baby hook, one of the best to ever do it. Great shooter, great assist man. Steph Curry, arguably the greatest shooter we've ever seen next to Larry Bird. Um, that being said, that's my dream team, you know, past and present players. You, listen, not everybody's going to agree with these lists. Again, you could sit here and pick it apart for days. If you look at the all-time greatest 50 NBA players list, these are only 15 guys. Oh, I you know. see. And most of them are off of this list. So I did this wrong anyway. That's okay. We forgive you. <laughs> yeah, you said you wanted you wanted past president. I gave you a few presents. I gave yeah. you a few active players. That's fine. That's I don't fine. know. I, I went by the. That's fine. I I, I totally forgive you. Um, right. I totally forgive you. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take another quick break. Let the sponsors get another word in, or just play some music for you. Whatever the heck we decide to do here, mm-hmm. um, we got to talk about the NBA power rankings. I wanted to go over that a little bit, um, especially as we're we're quote unquote halfway point, which is yep. actually more than the halfway point. If you look at some teams' record, I pulled some power rankings uh, as of the end of January off NBA.com. These Obviously, the records I'm going to give here are current. I looked them all up this morning with their overall standings in their conference and whether or not they're trending up, trending down based on their last 10 games played. Um, and then, of course, we had back-to-back nights of some altercations in the NBA. Yeah. Want to touch upon that a little bit. There was fans that had some opinions as this rough-and-tumble stuff is actually good for the league, making it more entertaining. You know, we don't need no malice yeah. in the palace. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a <laughs> second. This is the Talking Sports Cast with Jay and Al. We'll be right back. All 
All right, welcome back to the Talking Sportscast with Jay and Al. We've uh, in today's episode we've uh, recapped the AFC NFC Championship games from last week. Kind of touched upon the Brock Purdy injury, paying homage to LeBron James, who you know, kind of like a Tom Brady, like enjoy what you're seeing because these are once in a lifetime, argue, arguably once in a lifetime athletes uh, to do what they do, accomplish what they accomplish. Um, so we had a little goat conversation and of course I still got to give it to Michael Jordan. That's no disrespect. If I had to chisel a Mount Rushmore right now for the NBA, I've got Kobe, I've got Jordan, I've got LeBron on it for sure. Um, I don't know who the other face would be. This is, it's really tough, but there's your top three, no Mm. doubt in my mind. Um, because again, and it's hard to leave Bill Russell off that Mount Rushmore and perhaps he is the number Four, I understand it was a different time. It was a different era, and he was a physical specimen just devouring everybody. Would Bill Russell have the same, you know, success if he played in today's game, if he had to go bang on a guy like Shaquille O'Neal? Who knows? Who knows? But he's definitely up there. I mean, come on, to win 10 in a row is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's my Mount Rushmore. Maybe it's Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and Bill Russell. I mean, if you're going to really talk about greatness – there's four good places to start. So let's talk about some not so greatness. The yes. NBA's had a couple altercations in it the last couple nights. Um, the big one coming the other night, which I believe was Friday night, it was a fight between the Orlando Magic uh, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. It showed five players getting ejected. The T Wolves players that got ejected were Rivers, Jaden McDaniels, and Turan Prince. Our price, I'm sorry, Magic, Mo Bamba, and Jalen Suggs. Um, so at one point during the game, Rivers has taken three-pointer in front of the uh, Magic bench. He missed, and apparently uh, Mamba and uh, Markel Fultz had a reaction and or were taunting Rivers for the miss, um, and that's what apparently started the fight. Uh, I don't know if words were said or whatever but basically rivers never went back down the court to play defense and all of a sudden bo mamba's on the court bo mamba comes onto the court Rivers starts throwing punches at his guts and mamba goes to cock back and that's when all hell breaks loose i believe it was jalen suggs that got to rivers first throws him down on the ground uh and then like i say all hell breaks loose there's a scuffle under the basket And this comes one night after an altercation between Memphis guard Dylan Brooks and Cavs guard uh, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell, not not where Yeah, Mitchell. Where uh, Brooks goes down in the paint, and as he's kind of rolling over, he swings and strikes Mitchell right in the ishka-bibbles. That's the groin. um, Causing Mitchell to get pissed off, obviously, and throw the ball at him. Both players are ejected after the game. Donovan Mitchell says that – Dylan Brooks is a is a dirty player. Basically, accused him of being a dirty player. When you came over today, you touched upon that there's a history between these two, yep. and I'll let you speak on that in just a minute. But basically, Brooks was suspended one game without pay. Mitchell's being fined twenty thousand dollars. So, some fans that's on social change, media, honey. chump change, but yeah, that's an expensive night yep. uh, for some <laughs> of us. So, some fans on took to social media to say that this is making the game exciting again. They ought to let it fight, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't it be cool if the NBA had a penalty box like hockey, yada, yada, yada. And some fans, this is where I got a little squirrely. Comparing it to old school basketball from the 80s and the 90s, no, it's not. So, and the reason it's not is because if the fight the other night between Memphis and the Magic was literally over some words, 
then there would have been fights every night in the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. It would have been hard to play basketball. They all talked shit. Gary Payton was brutal. Larry Bird was brutal. And if you don't have thick skin, there'd be fights every night. That being said, much different style of basketball. You were allowed to hand check. If you went to the paint, like Kevin McHale famously said, you either, if, if you were a defender going to take on a player in the paint, you either fouled him, you got run over, or you got dunked on. Mm-hmm. Like there, and, and there again, there was definitely some pushing and shoving back in those days too. And of course, the notorious fight, the melee in the palace, yeah, uh, between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons many, many moons ago, yeah, Ron um, Artest, which actually or, spilled yeah. into the crowd. Yeah. So this isn't. It's not the same to like compare this to hockey or lacrosse where guys might get a little sick and tired of each other. They have to basically make a gentleman's agreement, if you can believe it, to square off, drop gloves, throw yeah. punches. And as soon as somebody goes down, the referees jump on it. It's yep. over. You're going to the box. Um, you can't do that in basketball. I don't think you sports. can. Yeah. I don't think you can. I think because it takes away from the game. Like yep. if, if Donovan Mitchell – gets suspended for a game or two that hurts the game that hurts Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some of these guys are important to their team. You know, a guy like Mobamba being on the bench that might hurt, that might not hurt, but you know, some of the other guys involved in that melee, like rivers is a starter. Mm -hmm. You don't want to see that happen. And uh, you know, there was still a decent amount of basketball left to be played uh, in that game. So for me, I would like to see the rules go back to the 80s and 90s. Yeah, less fouls called. You know, less fouls getting called, but unless guys really get smacked. Yeah. Because there's a lot of crying in the NBA right now. I think that's a, that's the a tough part for me. Yeah, LeBron likes to bitch <laughs> a little bit. But, you know, and all, the challenge is, too, is he's huge. Yeah. Um. So it's one of those things. Like Shaquille O'Neal, I believe, made a comment one time. He's like, why don't I get more calls? And it's like, yeah. dude, you're 330 pounds and you break backboards like it's going to be hard for you to get and then they came out with a whole heck of shack because they figured out he couldn't shoot free throws um but i don't know i don't want to see i want to see good physical play i don't want to see fighting um not in basketball because there's no way to control it number one and unlike box lacrosse and hockey where there's wall and plexiglass separating the players from the crowd we've seen it once before we don't need to see it again because if that does happen, and again, sports are emotional, fans get emotional. We've seen fans fight because yeah. they're cheering for different teams. It's stupid. It's ignorant, it if you stupid. ask me. Um, to each their own. But I don't think there's a place in basketball for more or less, I don't know how you say it, organized altercations where we're just going to let two guys basically drop gloves and just start throwing bombs at each other. I just, I don't think it's a good idea. I it, don't. Yeah, it would take away from the fan experience, too, if every night people were fighting and two people fought every game. It would just take away from the fan experience. I and agree. that malice in the palace, I, I feel, lost a lot of fans in the NBA, but hopefully people came back, they got over it, and now they're the fans of basketball again. But the history of Mitchell and Dylan Brooks, I did not know until he mentioned that in his press conference. Yeah. I did not hear of any other altercations between those two. So I don't know what history in which Mitchell is speaking of. Um, but he did say, like you said, that he was a dirty player. So, mm-hmm. um, And I caught a snippet, too, of, of Brooks. Brooks busted back 
something about I've been busting his ass for years or so. He said Mitchell something said like, that. Mitchell said yeah. that. Yeah. So this goes this goes back a while, obviously. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those situations where if you have players that are if that can turn into a good rivalry and be good for the league, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But violence in basketball, guys getting suspended, missing games. I mean, we're already in the in the pampered era, I like mm-hmm. to call it. And, you know, there's – and I'm not trying to sound like an old man. There's players like Richard Jefferson. He's been vocal about it. Teams have way more than they ever had, even when he was a player, which wasn't that long ago. I mean – Teams used to have one or two trainers. Yep. You got your treatment. You went out and you played. Um, now you've got several trainers, masseuses, psychotherapists, all this other crap. And basically, some of these guys that are old school in their mentality, because there was there was years Jordan played in all eighty two games, Kobe played all eighty two games. Yep. Some of these guys are resting because they're told to rest. Um, and Richard Jefferson, he shared a story. He said, it's not fair to the fans. These tickets are expensive, number yep. one. I mean, it is. I, as of right now, I don't know what the average ticket cost is for the NBA, um, but it's up there. So he was telling a story, being a big San Antonio Spurs fan, he loved David Robinson, yep. wanted to see David Robinson. And he talked about a time when his mom and dad saved up enough money to buy him a ticket as a teenager, a ticket. Yeah. Dad basically gave him a ticket, have a good time, dropped him off at the arena, went across the street to a sports bar to watch the game. His son's in the arena, picked him up at the end of the game. He got to see David Robinson play. He said, can you imagine how gutted I would have been? I think he was 14, 15, yeah. 16 years old, somewhere in that range. I go to see David Robinson, and he can't play. Yeah, that's... My parents saved up money to get me this ticket. And Kobe Bryant made a comment, too. Again, the late, great Kobe Bryant, where I'm going to play, because I think it was his wife that asked him, why do you play hurt so much? And he had made a comment that somebody – in this in this arena is here to see me for the first time, mm-hmm. and it could be the only time. So, That's why I love Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant yeah. was about the fans. He was, and you know, he also I can't remember which Laker rookie he said this to, um, but he said something about how pay attention to the crowd. You hear that? Right now, it's for you, mm-hmm. but the day is going to come. When it's you no. Know, how do you say it? He goes, "It's not for you. It's for what you can do." And when the day comes that you can no longer do it, they're still going to cheer, but it's going to go to somebody else. Yep. And so he had a he had a crazy perspective. He had a great work ethic. And some people said he was actually tough to get along with because of that work ethic. Because if you didn't put out, he didn't want shit to do with you. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of you know his mentality. But you know that Mamba mentality, if you will. I think for I think altercations like this are actually bad for the league. I think it ruins the current game that they're being played, especially when you have five ejections and yeah. three, four of those guys are starters. So now what? A um, little different. And it's There's avoidable. no point in fighting in the NBA. No, it's avoidable. And I understand it's, it's, a, it's a man's game. There's emotions are flying high. But if the fight that happened was literally over some trash talking, you, you got to get some thicker skin. And Mo Bamba's wrong. You're on the bench. You should not be stepping out on the no. floor. You basically gave yourself an automatic ejection as soon as you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch the replay video, there's guys that actually stayed on the bench and held each other back because you yeah. know what's going to happen. If you're not on the floor at that time, you come on to the floor to get into an altercation. It doesn't matter if you just, yeah. yeah, you can get that instant ejection. It doesn't matter if you grab them, throw a punch, give them a tickle. It doesn't matter. So you got to be careful with that. That being said, 
I pulled the NBA power rankings this morning. Yep. Um, they were as of January 31st. So there's definitely going to be some teams that, you know, this ranking is going to look a little different yep, coming on Monday coming. or Tuesday uh, this upcoming week. But the number one team right now in the NBA power rankings currently is the Philadelphia 76ers. They've came on. Man. Yeah. They've come on. They're nine and one over their last 10 games, 34 and 17 overall. Third in the East, trending up. Number two, Boston Celtics, thirty-six and uh, thirty-seven and sixteen record. Excuse me, six wins in their last ten games. They're first overall in the East, but they are trending down. And the reason they're trending down is you look at what the Philadelphia 76ers have done over the last 10 games versus the Celtics. There's a lot of parity in the league right now, too, as I was going through this. Number three in the rankings are the Denver Nuggets. They're 37-16. and 16. They've won seven out of their last 10. They're number one in the West, but they're trending down. because Who knows why? Um, Milwaukee Bucks, number four in the power rankings. They also have won nine out of their last 10, number two in the East. I think you're going to see Milwaukee and Philly go toe-to-toe yeah. in that Eastern Conference Finals. Number five, the Memphis Grizzlies, 32-20. and 20, Trending down, only three wins in their last ten games. They currently sit number two overall in the West. But again, with the parity in the league, this little bit of slippage here over the last ten games, they're heading downwards. Here's where it gets interesting, and as we're going through this, and we'll get you to kind of tell me who you think really is going to make some noise because we got some honorable mentions. Brooklyn Nets are sitting number six, fourth overall in the East right now, but trending down. They're 500 over the last 10 games. Yeah, they could stay that way too with Kyrie threatening to sit out. Kyrie threatening to sit out, wants a trade, so that's interesting. And Kevin Durant, is he going to play this night? Is he not going to play this night? Luna, my dog, obviously has something to say about it, barking at something upstairs. Number seven, Cleveland Cavaliers. Again, 32-22, and a lot of parity, fifth overall in the East, but trending down. So Donovan Mitchell, can you bail them out? Can you keep them going? Miami Heat got number eight. They're 29 and 25. Again, five and five in their last 10. Six overall, but trending up. Sacramento Kings, 29 and 22. Third overall in the West, but they are trending down. They've uh, gone six and four over the last 10. Golden State Warriors, put an asterisk next to them because which Warriors are going to show up? And it's hard for me to bet against Steph Curry if he's healthy. However, they're barely 500, and they rank number 10 in the power rankings. 27 and 26, six and four in the last 10, seventh overall in the West, but trending up. So they were below 500 for a little while. Mm -hmm. Number 11, the LA Clippers. They're 30 and 26, but they're starting to catch fire at the right time. They've won seven out of their last 10, uh, and they are fourth overall in the West, trending just up. Beat the Knicks last Here night. come your New York Knicks, who, yes, the Clippers just beat last night. Albert's New York Knicks, 28 and 26, but struggling three and seven over the last 10, mm. seventh overall in the East, but the NBA.com power rankings shows them trending up. I have to respectfully disagree. Number 13, Atlanta Hawks, 27 and 27. Got to be considered a disappointment in Hotlanta right now. Five and five are the last 10. Holding on to the last playoff spot in the East. They're eighth overall, but they are trending down. Number 14 was the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're below 500, so this was interesting to me. They're 25 and 27 right now. They're 12th overall in the West, and they are starting to trend down, which makes sense when we start talking about some of the honorable mentions. Number 15, Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, a lot of parity. 28 and 27th, 8th overall in the West. 
won six out of their last 10, and they are trending up. And number 16, I stopped at 16, the New Orleans Pelicans, 500 record, 27 and 27, 10th overall in the West, but. But one and nine in they the are last one ten. and nine in the last ten. That's they're why they're down. trending down. Yeah, they started off good. Pelicans so, were one of the best teams in the West at here, one point. Here's but. your honorable mentions out of the West for me that didn't even crack the top sixteen in your NBA power rankings, which is mind-boggling. And I don't know where they come up with this. The Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns right now are twenty-nine and twenty-six, but they've won eight out of their last ten. Fifth overall in the West and trending up. And then, of course, my Dallas Mavericks. Same record as your beloved New York Knicks. Nope. 28 and 26, but they are hitting the struggle bus. They've only won four out of the last 10. They sit sixth overall in the West. There's room there from some of those Western teams. You're talking two, three game separation, sometimes only one and a half game separation between, you know, an eighth spot. And the 12th spot, 11th spot, which I think is where LeBron's Lakers are sitting right now. The season is absolutely over for the San Antonio Spurs. They're 14 and 39. They've oh, only, yeah, they've only won one out of the last of 10. Yep, 14th in the West. And the Rockets, 13 and 40. They've won three out of their last 10. They are dead last in the West. Subject to change. The Spurs are on a downward spiral. Hey, lottery picks, right? Yep. And your honorable mentions in the East. Again, I know they're below 500, but there's a lot of parity here. And again, you're only a game or two out of the last playoff spot. You've got the Chicago Bulls at 25 and 27, currently sitting ninth on the outside looking in, but they've won six out of their last 10. And again, some of the teams that are starting to trend down, the Hawks, they could be in trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you've got the Washington Wizards, 24 and 28, a little bit of a dark horse, sitting 11th in the East, but again, not that far behind. They've won six out of their last 10. Season for me is over for the Hornets. They're 15 and 39, 14th in the East, and the Pistons, yeah. 14 and 40, 15th in the East. So those are some of the NBA power rankings. So Let's dive into this. Though. Yes, let's do it. Do you think any of the teams in the top 16 are going to be eliminated from playoff contention or miss the playoffs and currently hold a spot? So so you're talking the teams that hold a spot currently. And there's some teams on the outside looking in, like the Thunder, they're 12th overall in the West. Uh, and you've got New Orleans, who's 10th overall in the West, but they're starting on a downward spiral here. Um, they're they're only they're one in nine over their last mm -hmm. 10 games. So the teams with looking at those power rankings, I think the Wolves can possibly start, you know, winning some games and moving up into the top eight spots. They're eighth I, right now. Yep. They're eighth right now. Yep. Eighth right now. So if they can somehow, you know, win a strand of, say, five, six, seven games in a row here, where does that put them after that? Right. Um, that's the Western Conference there. So I would say the Wolves can make some noise in the Western Conference. And I say the Knicks, if they can keep Jalen Brunson healthy, start scoring off uh, points like they did before, I think they could trend up more. I think they could hit the fifth or fourth spot. Well, maybe not the fourth spot, but within the seventh and the fifth spot, I think they can hit. Now, I was reading that the Knicks, I was reading it this morning, they have one of the tougher remaining schedules. Ooh, yeah, so that that's something to keep in mind. But I'm really intrigued with what's going on in Brooklyn. Yeah. Me too. You're sitting in a playoff spot right now. Yep. And your point guard, Kyrie Irving, doesn't even want to play for you anymore. So yeah, that is true. Is this a man? They're fourth overall in the East, but they are trending down. If if you lose Kyrie and Durant's health has been in question all season, that's a team right now, fourth overall in the East, 32-20 and 20 record. 
they could be in a lot of trouble. And I know that breaks cousin Danny's heart. Yeah. Um, but, or could they, could life without Kyrie be okay? I honestly feel with everything that's going on with Kyrie, that maybe life without Kyrie is better. Um, however, Kyrie can still put up 25, 30 points a game. Right. Um, he is still a phenomenal talent. Um, any team would be lucky to have him. I heard there's rumors that LeBron would welcome a reunion. Hmm. Um, so if he goes to the Lakers, what does that mean for the Lakers? Right. Um, they could trend way up in the standings. Um, Lakers are a dark horse in the West because they're yeah. not that far out, you know? And so that's, and again, you got LeBron James who we just had in a goat conversation. Yep. Uh, I believe LA right now is in the 11th spot, but again, it's not like they're a million miles away. I'm going to pull it up right now because I know it doesn't sound sexy to be, you know, that far back, if you will. But there's not a huge disparity in how many games behind they are. If you go to the West right now, Lakers are in the 13th position. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But they're only two and a half games back of the Timberwolves who hold the eighth spot. So that's not an insurmountable thing to overcome. Mm-hmm. And you've got the Pelicans on a downward fall. And you can also argue that the Grizzlies are on a downward fall. And they're number two right now. They've lost seven out of their last ten. So, mm. you know, the one thing that's crazy, nobody's really running away with it. Your number one seeds seem pretty safe. Like, if again, if you look at the East, I think the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers are locks to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't see any issues there. Um, I want to say I think Cleveland is a lock to make the playoffs. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Nets if Kyrie leaves. Can Durant play every night if Kyrie leaves? And he and, has health, health issues. And he like does have health too, yeah. issues, and it's usually lower body, which makes it really, really tough. Um, I don't know. It's hard to sit here and say the fourth seed in the East right now, the Nets, is not 12 reachable. games over 500, isn't going to make the playoffs. But when you look at someone like the Chicago Bulls, they're only seven games behind you. And what does yeah. the absence of a Durant and a possible trade of a Kyrie? Now, if there is a trade, I got to imagine you're getting some nice assets for Kyrie. So the, uh, Nets, yep. the Nets might be fine. Um, the teams in the East that I think really need to worry right now are the Knicks and the Hawks. Yeah. Because they're going in the wrong direction, and the lead is not that big. I mean, the Knicks have a game on the Hawks, but they only have two games on the Bulls, who are on the outside looking in. If we go over to the West... I think the Nuggets are a lock to make the playoffs. Same with the Grizzlies, um, even though the Grizzlies, again, starting to lose some games. Phoenix Suns, I think, are going to be a lock to make the playoffs. They're catching fire at the right time, and they seem to be healthy. And again, you're just not down by that much. They can easily jump into the third position here. Easily. I mean, you're talking, they're two games out of the third spot, sitting in the sixth. So, Dallas Mavericks, you're concerning me a little bit. Um, Yeah, they're... Well, struggling a little it's, bit. it's too much through Luka. Yeah. He's, he's involved, I think, right now. I looked it up the other day. 45% of all points scored go through Luka in some capacity. So he's either dropping the dime or he's putting it in himself. Yeah. If, I, if, I'd, if I'm the Mavericks, I'd welcome Kyrie. You'd get Doncic some help. You'll get another top scorer on the team. Yeah. Um, like you said, Doncic can't do it all himself. He can't. But He can't. So... so. I don't know where Kyrie's going to go. He hasn't said like he's got a destination in mind, but I, I, I was watching, I think it was Friday night when I was watching that altercation that happened, just blipped across the screen that, you know, Ky- yeah. Kyrie is going to be looking to get traded. Um, so clearly he's not happy in Brooklyn. 
And you have to wonder if a lot of it went back to his vaccination status crap. I heard there was a stipulation in his contract that he would be offered that it is around a championship. Gotcha. And he doesn't want any stipulations in his contract. He mm-hmm. wants to just play his contract and that's it. He doesn't want to have to have um, a championship as a stipulation. Hmm. Ultimately, all teams want to win a championship, but you right. can't put that in someone's contract. It's really tough. You got yeah. 30 teams in this league. Yeah. Um, and so if you're in set, winning a championship or getting there, well, I think just getting there and winning, I think it didn't specify so that, exactly, like a, but I mean, I can understand throwing bonuses in there, but having stipulations where, Hey, if you don't get us there, you're not getting paid this. Yeah. That's different than, Hey, if you get us there, you're getting this bonus too. Yeah. So See, that would be fine. If you get us there, you get this bonus. Right. You don't have to win it. Right. And um, I'm not going to pretend to understand all the legalities and all the all the lingo that goes on in these contracts. Like so they're written by lawyers for a reason. Yeah. Um, and some of it is like, where where did this verbiage come from? Holy cow. Um, believe me, the, the teams, the teams are trying to cover their asses and the mm-hmm. players are still trying to get theirs. Um, Kyrie's still a hell of a player. So if he doesn't, if he doesn't play out the season in Brooklyn, wherever he's going, I think that team is going to elevate. Um, yep. And I, I got to imagine he wants to play for a contender. Um, the Nick, as of right now in the power rankings, the Knicks are a contender and I hear they have draft picks. It's just a matter of, are they willing to deal with Kyrie with what goes on? I don't think um, worldwide West will deal with that. And I don't think uh, the GM will deal with it. Mm. Um, and I don't know if Thibodeau would deal with it either. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's risk reward, you know, at this point, but uh, yeah, that's uh that's pretty much everything I've got for material today for the uh, talking sports cast with uh, Jay and Al. I know we threw a lot at you. We recapped the conference championships. We kind of rubbed our crystal ball, gave you some Super Bowl predictions. Albert and I disagree and he's got the Eagles. I've got the chiefs. Uh, you've got a little bit of a closer game than me. I've got the uh, e- uh, chiefs winning 30 to 17. And then of course we, we christened LeBron James, who's about to become the all-time leading point scorer in NBA history. He's about to surpass Jabbar. He's on pace to do it this Thursday. And, of course, we had to have that GOAT conversation, breaking down some NBA power rankings. Mm-hmm. And as the football season concludes, Albert and I will be diving more into the NBA, more into hockey and baseball, of yep. course, right around the corner. And then we will be touching a little bit more on the uh, National Lacrosse League Uh arguably one of the fastest growing sports in North America right now. Uh, Rochester Nighthawks played in Buffalo last night in front of a crowd of larger than 14,000 people. It was great to see, um, which again, the Sabres are starting to draw bigger crowds now too, but that would be starting to play well. And we'll get into all of that. So we thank you all so much for listening. If you like this podcast, if you think we kind of know what the hell we're talking about, please share it to your friends. And uh, until next time, I'm Jay. I'm Al. And we'll see ya. We'll see ya. Have a good one.